0: Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: Welcome in to the Locked On Stars podcast. I'm.
0: What? (laughs) What? 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 You're open. You're opening shows now.
1: Well, hey, sometimes you just have to step in. There's a call to the bullpen. Somebody's got to. See, you know, next man up in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Josh, 131
0: next episodes in, and now we're going
1: to call the bullpen. Next man up mentality. I'm Kenneth Nash, site expert what? at NolanWrighton.com. Joining me, as always, Josh Clark. Joining the- you. Dallas. Yeah, you joining? Do you <laughs> not join me every single time? <laughs>
0: I guess you're right. Joining me as always,
1: joining me as always, the Dallas correspondent at NHL.com, Josh Clark, the man, the myth, the yeah, legend. That, Our that's normal, me, host, I guess. Yeah, Josh. Well, before we dive in, Josh and I, we got off to a little bit of a rough start tonight. Uh, we did. Josh has had Josh has had some uh, audio issues, some yep. uh, some di- dietary issues, <laughs> digestion, <laughs> a couple issues. of
0: burps. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. trying to get through intros. I'm uh, my apologies. Dinner was also, not that long ago.
1: Question: Is it Whataburger or whataburger Because Josh says oh Waterburger. Yeah, whataburger Is it ele- a Is it electricity like watts? Waterburger. Okay.
0: When you shorten it down, though, do you say I want Wada, or do you say I want Wada?
1: I don't think I've ever. First of all, I don't think I've ever abbreviated the word Whataburger. It's not that long of a word. Second of all, three syllables would- and if no, it's Definitely four would syllables. Still say, what a four burger. syllables.
0: If you can cut it in half, water. You, you just said water. I know. Just said you, what a. I know. Because I'm saying, do do you actually you actually try and tell me? Are you trying to tell me right now that you say water? Can we get some water? What what is water? What on earth what a is water? No, it's what a water.
1: Water. You know what I'm bad about though, and we're we are we are going to talk about Dallas Stars hockey in the Stanley Cup Finals. So just we probably stick around. Get to that. But we but you know what I'm to bad that. about, Josh. What? Is for the longest time, I used to call the things on your phone. Like when you get text messages, you've seen it. I called it a read receipt, but obviously it's not. It's a read receipt.
0: Yes. Right? Because, well, they've
1: read it. They didn't, right?
0: Well, that's the thing. They read it, or you, if you're asking it in question format, did they read it?
1: I know, but I've, so I, at least I've always called it a read receipt, but then I got corrected I, I have by too. somebody. And it's like, no, it's a red receipt. And I was like, that's just sounds, I, red that sounds weird.
0: I read that sounds weird. when you said red receipt, I automatically thought of the color red. Like your shirt. Yes, correct. Like my shirt. Um, all right. Well, I'll let's right, it's hand time it over, over to, to Josh.
1: Yeah, let's hand it over to Josh. He's our lead host. Thank uh, you. He's our lead host. We now that you got, no, we are co-hosts.
0: <laughs> no, we are co-hosts. And that it will never uh, change. That is a a <laughs> outstanding fact. We are not changing that. Um, but anyways, thank you, Ken. Thank you for opening it. Thank you for getting us through. What's on tap today? Oh, well, we've got plenty on tap today because it's game three of the 2020 Stanley Cup final between the Dallas Stars and the Tampa Bay Lightning up at Rogers Place in Edmonton, Alberta. Series is square at one to one after a three to two win in game two by the Lightning on Monday night. And Kenneth, to say that this game three on Wednesday night is a biggie would be an understatement.
1: Some would uh, some would call it uh, pivotal. A pivotal. And who would game who would three. call it pivotal? Uh, NHL Network would uh, uh, describe did. it as pivotal. Yes, um, they did, but not for the reasons you would think. You <laughs> yeah, I, I if
0: you did not see the NHL Network tweet on Tuesday night, it was actually a rather informative graphic, Kenneth. But not, I guess, not for the purposes that NHL Network was trying to convey with their caption when they said to sum up Game Three is pivotal. They put up a graphic of the last five occurrences when a series is tied, when a Stanley Cup Final series is tied one to one. The winner of the Stanley Cup Final Game Three in the last five occurrences has gone on to lose the final four of those five times. So, so in other words, yeah,
1: you, So this is a pivotal must lose situation for the Dallas yes. Stars. Yes.
0: So, in other words, it's like both teams are going to be trying, should be trying, if if history has taught us anything, both teams should be trying to score on their own nets. And Chuck, Otten, lose Chuck the Ottinger skate. in there? Yes, put Jake Ottinger in there. Uh, skate nine defensemen if you can. Um, yeah. and, and <laughs> I want to see this,
1: Thomas Harley and Ty DeLandria skating top line and top pairing.
0: You know, why not at this point? Because <laughs> game three is pivotal. But regardless, it. You know, regardless of what the stats say, Kenneth, and, you know, the most recent occurrence of the winner of Game 3 losing this series is the Boston Bruins last year, losing in seven to the St. Louis Blues. But anyways, let's get back to the main point at hand. Game 3 is a big one, Kenneth, because with a 1-1 series, both of these teams have found a way to build some momentum in the early going of the Stanley Cup Final, and now trying to cash in before a back-to-back gets here, before uh, the rest of the series plays out over the next couple of days. Because when you think about it, Kenneth, the the Stanley Cup final is going to be awarded in one week at the latest. So it could be anywhere in the next five to seven, five to eight days. And at this point, there's a lot on the line for both of these teams. But before we get into the Game 3 preview, Kenneth, I wanted to pitch something to you. Because I didn't get to pitch this question to you the other night uh, following the Game 2 loss but after that loss, you know, we talked about it for a little bit during the post game about how even though the Stars lost by a goal, being down 3 nothing, losing a forward, should have had a 5-on-3 power play opportunity, and still found a way to get within a goal and have one or two really good looks to tie it up later on in the game. It seems as though the Stars have been the better team for four of the past six periods would you agree with that
1: yeah i think that's a, I think that's a very fair kind of uh estimation i think the stars have been the better team for probably four of the six periods that have been played in this series so far and uh you know game two is an interesting one because obviously the lightning were able to even up the series if they had gone down 2-0 that have been a pretty catastrophic hole especially with how we've seen the stars have been fairly good at closing out opponents. Obviously, the not with the the Colorado series notwithstanding, but uh, I think I think Tampa Bay obviously won the game, and I think is going to be feeling some relief for winning the game. But I'm curious, and we're trying to get inside the heads of guys that we don't know necessarily. Josh obviously is knows some of the stars players from his time with NHL.com, but you know these aren't players that we know personally. They've been in this bubble. It's a weird situation. So it's hard to get in their minds. But I'm curious, when you're talking about this series, Tampa Bay, after winning game two, I think they're relieved. I don't think they're feeling comfortable, if that makes sense. I think they're relieved to have won game two because it evens up the series and they pretty much had to win that game, it felt like. But I don't think they're walking away going, all right, it's anybody's series. Because I I truly say this, and I – my bias notwithstanding and and out on the table. I've used notwithstanding twice already in this episode. I'm Good for you. Me. Big words. Yeah. But uh, I I don't feel like the Tampa Bay can walk away and go, We have deserved to win that game necessarily. I think they were handed it I think they were handed opportunities and they took advantage of those and they're they should be committed for that. That's half the battle, right? Yeah. But I don't think they went out and just played the stars off the ice and that's I think that's an interesting dynamic.
0: Yeah, and that that's obviously like the key point going into Game Three, as you said, Kenneth. I don't think necessarily either team feels comfortable that they're in control of this series just yet, because as we know, you know, through two games, the Stars were the better team for the first two periods of Game One. Tampa Bay came out firing in the third, but Anton Hudobin shut the door, gave the Stars the chance they needed to get to that empty net situation, score the game sealer, win it four to one, and then in Game Two. Stars get into penalty trouble early, and obviously the top unit for Tampa Bay cashes in on that. Nikita Kucherov, Braden Point, uh, the like. Andre Palat scoring those first two goals and really putting the game out of reach in a span of three minutes and 53 seconds. But at the same time, Kenneth, the Stars clawing back, showing their continued resilience that they've shown throughout the regular season. They showed it throughout the playoffs as well. And so it, it, it didn't really feel like the lightning... Necessarily, as you said, totally earned that win. They didn't dominate the Stars. The Stars, for lack of a better term, kind of put themselves in a corner, and Tampa capitalized on that. And so, at the end of the day, I don't really know. I think this series is still very much a toss-up, Kenneth. No, t- Neither team, and you know, even after the Stars win and the Lightning won, uh, the both teams said, we know the other team's going to come out better next game, And we're going to try and come out better as well. That just goes to show you that neither team is necessarily comfortable with where they are right now. They want to be improving, and that's obviously, that's sports in general. You always want to get better with every game. But they want to be on their best, and they know that there's still a ways to go before both of them reach their peak and really can say that they are in control of this series. And a lot of that's going to come into play on Wednesday night in game three, as the Stars and Lightning both try and take a two to one series advantage in the 2020 Stanley Cup final. Plenty more on game three coming right around the corner with the Lockdown Stars podcast continues in a moment.
1: Before we step away, though, we've talked to you about Built Bar before, and here's some crazy news Built Bar's back, and they are better than ever. They were already the best tasting protein bar on the market, now they're the best tasting protein bar on the market. Even more so, it's it's even it's so hard to explain because built bars are so hard to comprehend. They're protein bars that are good for you, but they taste amazing. And now they've got six new flavors: cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, almo- apple almond crisp, and caramel brownie. That's on top of their twelve originals: the banana bread, the best one, and, and me and Josh, Josh and I both love. Oh, the banana absolutely! Bread. It's yes. it's it's top tier, but it's. A close second would be the Mint Brownie, Salted Caramel, Double Chocolate, Orange, Toffee Almond, Coconut, Peanut Butter Brownie. That's just some of them. That's some of their 18 amazing flavors. These bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew, and they're great if you are a health-conscious guy. If you're trying to lose or maintain some weight, but you're also indulging in a adult- delicious treat, you got to go for a Built Bar. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. If you're on the keto diet, Built Bars are great for that we talk about here are the nutrition stats, not facts, nutrition stats, flavor profile of the coconut almond bar 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. That's for a bar that is covered in 100% chocolate. And right now, our listeners can go to builtbar.com, use promo code LOCKED ON, and get $10 off their next order. That's promo code LOCKED ON. For $10 off your next order of Built Bars at BuiltBar.com.
0: Back here at the Locked on Stars podcast. Yes, we are back to normal. Don't worry. The sky's not falling. Kenneth did not bring us out of the break. That's back to me now. So a little bit of normalcy back in your life here on this hey, Wednesday.
1: Hey, if you want me to start leading us out of breaks, though, just, just tweet at us. You think maybe, so? Maybe, maybe, maybe get Josh a little bit, uh, you know, he's, he's settled into a little bit of complacency. Maybe We need to put some pressure on him. Y'all let him know. We need to step it up. It's got to be better. Uh-huh.
0: Okay. <laughs> if, if you say so. But anyways, back here at the Locked On Stars podcast. Happy Wednesday to all of you out there listening and tuning in, getting ready for a big, pivotal game three between the Dallas Stars and Tampa Lightning on Wednesday night at Rogers place up in Edmonton, Alberta, game three, of the Stanley cup final. And Kenneth, as we talked about going into the break, it doesn't really feel like either of these teams are comfortable with where they are. Obviously it's one-to-one. So the series, you know, both mathematically and based on just what we've seen over the first 120 minutes of action it still feels like this series could tilt either way. It seems like the, the Stars, as we said, dominated the the majority of the first game, dominated the second period in the in game two, and even had some good looks in the third. Scored the only goal of the third period in game two, and J, uh, you know even a Jamie Benn shot just a couple inches lower might sneak in over that shoulder of Andre Vasilevsky and tie you up in game two and maybe send yep. it to overtime. But the what if game is is a useless game at this point in the season. But at at this point Kenneth it really does feel like both teams have shown that they deserve to be here. Both teams have dictated the pace at times and I think that's what you want in a Stanley Cup final series because you really know that neither team is getting outmatched right now and this series could end up or be in store for a very long run.
1: Yeah, uh it's 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 a good series. These are these are evenly matched teams like you said and I think uh, I think that's something that's going to be compelling to watch for the series. I don't think you're going to get boring games in this one. Uh, even even in game two where the Stars were playing um, from behind the entire time, it was still compelling because you just kept going. They they really only need one thing to go their way, and they can, they, they're playing well enough to get back in it. And for yeah. a little while, it, it looked like they might have a shot at getting back into it. And, you know, they they didn't quite generate the chances they needed to in the third period to to really make a run at it. But as a whole, I thought they played well in the in game two, barring that first period. So it's going to be a compelling series. Game three is an interesting one, and I know we're going to talk a little bit about it here. Um, but it's it's it is as much as we're joking that it's a pivotal uh, game three. Uh, it is in a, in a manner. It's an important game in the bubble. Uh, I, I think momentum is harder to kind of pre- harder to kind of predict, and you don't have obviously home crowds, uh, home ice, all of those kind of those kind of determining factors that can uh, adjust momentum one way or the other. So being in control of the series, I think, is extremely extremely important. And one thing the Stars have done well is, for the most part, been in control of the series when they've been playing. Rarely have they been down. Uh, late in a series in terms of you know, being down in in, in wins. And that's I think that's when you're looking at, at momentum determining factors, I think that's the biggest one is is do you have an advantage? Do you have games to kind of spare, so to speak? And when you do, the stars are able to play a loose, dangerous, you know, aggressive style that is very, very hard to cope with. Um, however, If you're chasing the series or chasing a game, this this lightning team is one that can punish you on that. So I think that's why game three is so important, is for Dallas, if they can come out and and put out a good showing in game three and and take a 2-1 series lead, it really opens the door for them to increase their physicality, increase kind of their, you know, some of the things that haven't made them the most popular team in the bubble at times. Um, because frankly, it's a part of the playoffs and they're good at they are good at it. Um, and it, it is a factor. And so those kind of things work better when you have a series lead. When you're chasing a series, those things tend to backfire, right? Playing physical, playing kind of chippy, those tend to lead to penalties. Those tend to lead to odd man rushes because you're right. you caught in a little bit. And you don't have that flexibility. And so that's for Game 3 for the Stars. This is a Game 3 is a, is a game that if they win, it lets them play their style of hockey pretty much the rest of the way. Um, and I think I think when they get to play their style of hockey, I don't know I, we haven't seen Tampa Bay beat them when the stars are playing their style of hockey, except when the stars take three penalties in a period.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And going back to what you were just talking about just a minute ago, the, the physicality and the chippiness of this series has really sparked over the past few games. And a lot of that has to do by what the coaches and players have been saying. A lot of that has to do or is a direct correlation to living in a bubble for so long. Obviously, the Stars have been in Edmonton. They have not left Edmonton in over eight weeks. Tampa Bay was in the Toronto Bowl for the first six or so weeks and then moved over to the Edmonton Bowl for the last week and a half to two weeks. And so Rick Bonus and Andrew Cogliano both talked about it on Tuesday during Zoom calls. You know, Andrew Cogliano saying as the playoffs go along, it gets mentally tougher more than anything. And that can, in turn, lead into some more physicality, some more chippiness. Rick Bonus saying it's, it's almost like Groundhog Day, Kenneth. You know, you wake up, you're in the same routine. You're in this controlled environment. You wake up, eat breakfast, go to the rink. Uh, you know, practice, go back to your room, maybe take a nap, play some video games, whatever, play some cards, and then head back to the rink once again, walking down that, that tunnel of sorts that they've built from the rink to the hotel, and getting ready for a game, playing your game, going back to the hotel, going to bed, and doing it all over again. So it gets a little repetitive, and as we've seen, it's starting to really... I guess, filter into the game and, and bleed into the on-ice play. We saw a lot of it in the first two games between the Stars and the Lightning. Um, everything from, you know, Ryan McDonough's hit on Blake Como, Jamie Alexiak's hit on Blake Coleman, Jamie Benn hitting Nikita Kucherov early on in Game 2, uh, you know, even Corey Perry getting into it with Victor Hedman and John Klingberg getting into it with Victor Hedman and a couple of post-whistle brawls between all 10 skaters on the ice at one time. And, you, you know, you expect that to an extent in the playoffs, Kenneth, because it is playoff hockey. And as you said, it really does. Everything is amped up as the series get later and later and as you just get closer and closer to the Stanley Cup. But at the same time, you kind of expect it to boil. It's almost like it simmers, it boils, and then by game four, game five is when it really opens up. This series, we're opening up at game two. And there's a lot of hits, there's a lot of physicality, there's 207 combined hits through the first two games between these two teams. And for two teams that don't see each other very often, it all it looks like they've had a long established rivalry, Kenneth.
1: Yeah, they they've 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 amped it up a little bit, and that's that's to be expected. It's the Stanley Cup final. These guys, like like I said, I think I said this after game two. There's no reason to leave anything on the ice. You, you don't have another series you have to look forward to. You know, you don't have, uh, you know, there's there's not another game around the corner necessarily. It is, uh, this is the this is the final stretch for both these teams. And so everything they've got, you're going to get out of them. And that's why things have been chippier, more physical. We've seen more big hits, more open ice hits. Um, and I wouldn't expect it to drop off because as you get later in the series, both teams are going to continue to get a little bit more desperate and and need wins or want wins a little bit more. They're going to be able to start to smell, you know, kind of smell the finish line there. And uh, it's only I think it's I think the intensity is only going to continue to go up, which makes for uh, a yeah for certainly hockey,
0: hockey that we want to see. Game three coming up. Rick Bonus called it edgy on Tuesday. Said it really this. This bubble life has really contributed to the edginess of this series that we've seen early on, and we expect that to continue in a pivotal game three on Wednesday night up at Rogers Place. Plenty more talk on game three and all the storylines going into it right around the corner when Locked On Stars podcast continues in a moment. Back here at the Locked On Stars podcast, wrapping up this Wednesday edition, Kenneth, episode 132. Congratulations. For making it this far, not just for persevering through a pandemic and through a return to play, but for making it this far, dealing with me this whole time—it's been a—it's been quite an eventful ride so far here at the Lockdown Stars podcast.
1: It—it's been a very eventful ride. Yes. It's 2020. That We'll just leave it. 2020. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's 2020. This is the definition. As, as Kenneth opened the episode tonight for the first time ever, it's just a, a reminder that 2020, expect the unexpected. And that's what we're expecting tonight in Game 3 of the 2020 Stanley Cup Final. Dallas Stars taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning up at Rogers Place. And Kenneth, you know, we, we mentioned it earlier in the episode. This is a pivotal game because not only have both teams shown flashes of excellence through these first two games and taken control, dictated the pace, dictated the tempo for certain points throughout the first two games. But at the same time, now that the series is tied one-to-one, you look ahead at game four and five. And of course, the teams aren't looking ahead. The teams are focused on the task at hand on Wednesday night. But game four and five are a back-to-back. And so if you're doing the math in your head right now, You're realizing just how pivotal the game Game 3 can be because if you win Game 3, you kind of seize back momentum that Tampa Bay may have picked up from Game 2. And going into the back-to-back, you know that even if you go 500 in the back-to-back, you still have a 3-2 series lead and you're one win away from the Stanley Cup going into Monday. But at the same time, if you lose this Game 3, Kenneth, and you get swept in the back-to-back, the series is over. And so the series could be over by Saturday. That's crazy to think about, Kent, considering it started on Saturday. So to see the series yeah. end in a week.
1: Yeah, you don't the key I think is you don't want to go into the back to back, especially this the, the the tail end of the back to back, the second game down three games to one. Right. Um you do not want to be playing the second game of a back to back with your season on the line. With elimination on yeah. the line. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's the key and, and I think that's how you have to look at it. And I know there's been you know, some of the players and and supposedly during the uh, discussions to have the back-to-back and why they decided to do it. There was, you know, the fact that there's no travel, they're in the bubble, they're trying to get this done. The back-to-back really wasn't that big of a deal. But I think think if you're facing elimination, I think you're going to feel every single bit. And I think you're going to physically feel every single bit of that back-to-back if you're facing elimination, whereas you flip it, say you win game three, maybe you go in, you win game four, and you go into game five, the second game of the back-to-back up three games to one, you're going to be flying. I yep. mean, yep. you know. Feeling as good as you have all year. A,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, who cares that it's back-to-back? You've got a chance to win the Stanley Cup. It's, it's, a, it's 60 minutes away. Yep. So I think, I think that's what's so strange because obviously you normally wouldn't have this kind of uh, setup uh, in the Stanley Cup final. You wouldn't have the back-to-back. That wouldn't be a factor. And while I don't think it's as big a factor as a normal back-to-back during the regular season – because of the circumstances of the bubble, and, you know, they're not right. going... It's not like they're going anywhere different. Right. Um, it still is different. It's 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 more draining than playing two games and three... You know, a game every other day, kind of. Right. Um, so, I think, yeah, I think game three is important. You win game three, you go into the back-to-back going, we can get swept in the back-to-back. Even if we go out and lay an egg in the back-to-back, we're one game away from this being a one-game series, right? And so that's why... It's so important. The back-to-back is a bit of a wild card, and when you have a wild card coming up, you want to make sure you are as as poor result averse as possible to that wild card. You want to make sure you you aren't uh, you aren't in a situation where that wild card can go against you and cost you the cost you the, the series. So, game three is important. Both things both teams are going to come out strong. I think if you're the stars. Uh, I think you are energized, but you're also a little bit relaxed. I think there's a, I think there's an internal message going, hey, these guys haven't beaten us. We've beaten yeah. ourselves. Yep. that's the only time the only time they beat us was when we gave that we spotted them two goals essentially and then they right. got the third one shortly after. Yeah you know, so I think that's probably a bit of the internal message, but at the same time it's hey, these guys, if you spot them opportunities, they are going to take it. They are they are one of the best yeah. teams in the NHL. Um, and so that's, I think, I think the stars go in relaxed because I think they know, Hey, we play like we know we can play and we don't think this team can beat us. They haven't done it yet. But I think there's also a, a bit of an, you know, that energizing factor going, Hey, we haven't feel, we don't feel like we've been outplayed by them really. Right. And yet here we are. It's, it's a tie series, one game apiece. piece. And this, you know, it can go either way, and so I'd be—I obviously, I you expect them to show up energized every night, but I really think you could see a uh, uh, a high-flying, high-energy kind of, you know, full-speed-ahead Dallas Stars team uh, come Game Three because I think they know. They can really kind of take momentum's uh, feeling of a momentum if they win this game, because I think they I think they can turn it on Tampa Bay and Tampa Bay's sitting there going, okay, what do we need to do? Because we really haven't gotten these guys found their number yet.
0: Absolutely, and I think that that like you said, that's kind of the message going into Game Three is that the Stars haven't been outplayed. The Stars going into this series, a lot of people said, "Oh, the Lightning are going to, you know, skate circles around this team. Lightning are just too fast. They're too deep. They're too, you know, threatening on all four lines and on their blue line and in, in the crease with Andre Vasilevsky." But at this point, the Stars have proven that the only time the Lightning have gained an advantage in terms of momentum or in terms of a lead in a game is when the Stars have opened the door for them too. And so, you know, during post-game, that after game two, that was the message, that was the overarching message between the players and, and Rick Bonus was clean up the penalties, clean up the start, get a better first period, and that could have easily been a different game in game two and had a different result. But, of course, those are self-inflicted wounds, and the only thing you can do with self-inflicted wounds, Kenneth, is fix them internally. No one else can fix them except the stars themselves. And so that's a matter of just... Playing cleaner, keeping the sticks down on the ice, you know, not letting emotion. I, I think what was what's the old uh, what's the old adage playing playing with emotion but not playing emotionally, and that's. Did you say old adage? Adage, A D A G E. Adage. That too. Um, it's late. It's late. <laughs> it's midnight. It's midnight on Wednesday. The old adage of uh, the cliche of playing. Playing emo playing with emotion but not playing emotionally, Kenneth. Not letting your yes, emotions yeah, yeah, get yeah. the best yeah. of you, not letting not yeah. letting the the emotions take over and therefore turning into penalties and turning into more time in the box. But starting out strong, playing the star style of hockey for sixty minutes, not letting mistakes take over in this pivotal game three, and really taking it to the lightning, knowing that if we stay out of the box, if we play our game, we have a really good shot at not only winning this game, but controlling this game as they did in Game 1 against the Lightning. Now, Tampa has only faced one back-to-back in their entire playoff run so far, and that was in the second round against the Boston Bruins after winning 4-3 to in overtime in Game 2. Game 3 was the back-to-back. They won 7-1 to against the Bruins. So obviously, back-to-backs, it's a small sample size, but have not necessarily phased the Lightning up to this point in any way. I don't know if you could really... Uh, call that being phased, Kenneth, when you score seven goals. Would you call that being phased? I don't think I would. No, not really. (laughs) Probably not. Yeah, probably probably not. not. But at the same time, as we said, with the back-to-back looming, this Game 3 really sets the table to take momentum in that back-to-back. And if you can gain a win in Game 3, and not to say that there's not going to be any pressure going into the back-to-back because it's still a one-game series, but you have the opportunity to step back, take a breath, and realize if we grab one win in this back-to-back, we are assured that we're going to end the weekend with a series lead and within one win of the Stanley Cup. And so that's something to rest in. But at the same time, there's no time to rest. The Stars have talked about that plenty of times. They're not getting comfortable. They're not getting complacent. Sticking to their game, same as the Lightning. And as we've seen so far, Kenneth, it's worked for both. And now we're at a 1-1 series. And I'm excited, Kenneth. It should be a fun game tonight. should be a fun game between the Stars and Lightning. It's been fun hockey so far, very physical, hard-hitting hockey, uh, nose-to-the-grindstone style of hockey. And Kenneth giving me the let's wrap it up signal. Um, this is our first time actually getting around the 30-minute mark in the past couple of weeks, Kenneth. So uh, our, I think our bosses will be happy about that um but at the same time we've had great things to talk about over the past couple weeks and we thank y'all for listening and tuning in kenneth that's about all we've got for this wednesday episode do you have any final thoughts
1: as always make sure to hit subscribe where you listen to the podcast so we show up in your feed every day make sure to follow us at locked on stars follow me at kenneth underscore nash 19 and unfollow josh at josh underscore zero two
0: as always yep don't follow me give give the follow that you would give to me give it to kenneth he deserves it more than I. Uh, some people are less fortunate in the Twitterverse than me. Um, yep, <laughs> you know, I proudly you know. <laughs> Kenneth, <we'll> admit it. Kenneth will admit it. Kenneth actually, when when we hit our when we uh, had our big news about being the top podcast on the Locked On NHL channel, Kenneth texted me and said, "I swear, if the Locked On Stars podcast Twitter account reaches four hundred followers before me, I'm going to be yep. really upset."
1: and it, i thought it was gonna happen there for a
0: second close. we we gained about 80 followers in in a couple hours and i was like i was getting like happen. one
1: i was getting like one out of every 10 followers to the locked on stars account it might and happen I was like if but this doesn't are you i'm 40, good i've got 40, it
0: 405 i've got like
1: 407? 405 yes like i've that. got about like 30 by now
0: good okay so as long as you made it to the 400 mark but hey 500 is coming. Locked on Stars. We're, we're, shooting, we're, we're shooting up the leaderboards here. So, getting ready. Um, But regardless, happy Wednesday to all of you. Hope you're all doing well. Hope you're all staying safe. Hope you all get to enjoy Game 3 tonight on NBC Sports Network. 7 p.m. puck drop between the Dallas Stars and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Game 3 should be a good one. And we'll talk to you shortly after Game 3. But until then, have a great Wednesday. <laughs> Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.